Jonesy, this podcast had it all. Three racing states and we went even went international. Yeah, that's what we're doing now. Uh, I think a podcast of this caliber should transcend jurisdictions. Mm. We're talking about the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. And um, just how much of a phenomenal occasion it is. and The turnover. The t- <laughs> My God. The turnover is phenomenal, but it also, <laughs> I, I think it shone a little light. On the uh, on the turnover that we have on our greatest race here in Australia, but uh, more on that during the podcast. Yeah, I would have thought so. And if you're going to turn some over this weekend, where would you do something like that? I think you're going to turn some over with Team Orange, and that's the good people at Ned's. Look, the Winter Carnival's heating up. We're on the back end of the Adelaide Carnival. Thank God, some would say. <laughs> um, so open up your Ned's app and gamble responsibly in there. Um, check us out on our profiles. You can follow us in on a few bets if you like. But if you don't want to, that's fine too. But I'll tell you what, everything you could possibly do on the Neds app is what you want to do. Get weird and exotic for us, drifters. Absolutely. And uh tell you what, some of the drifters are following in what we've posted or what I've posted, um, those three-leg multis and two-leg multis for the yep. Queensland Derby and the Cox Plate. And there was another one there, the Stradbroke as well. So a couple of drifters have um, following our coattails and, you know, it's good to have a long, long-term long play. You've pulled it off before. Yes. No reason why it can't happen again. Absolutely. But what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Oi, oi. Oi, oi. How you going? <laughs> Good, mate. You know, um, very excited for the spring, uh, for the autumn even. Oh, it's, um, the autumn is just like a slap in the face. It's like, I'm here. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready for me? Um, whereas the spring, I feel, is like a slow build up and then, yeah. And then eventually it's like, okay, cool. Here's all the big features. Whereas autumn's just like consistent, just like we bang in consistently. Yep. And it's good, consistent banks. Yep. And we're just like, geez, that's plenty to take in right now. <laughs> um, but for us, um, in the as as the Hain plane notoriously said, when they finally broke the eight in a row um, oh. streak by Queensland in State of Origin, been a long time. It has been a very long time. And we come with very exciting news. Yeah, very exciting news. Mate, you have the honours. Okay. So this off season, you know, we've been pressing flesh and <laughs> we're talking about banging, talking yeah. about pressing flesh. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> but um it's unfortunate that we announced that our deal with Ladbrokes is no longer. It's a real shame considering um, you know, we were their biggest um <laughs> sponsorship I don't know, per people. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rusty, obviously. <laughs> but what we can announce is that their very good-looking cousins have come along. Oh, clearly better looking. Yeah, like we've we've ditched we've ditched the the six out of ten for a ten out of ten bird. Oh, god, yeah. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, Neds have joined the show as a very willing sponsor and partner. So. Couldn't be happier, uh, to be honest. Um, really excited to get stuck in. We'll be doing some work with them right throughout um, the autumn, uh, the winter, and just ongoing. But um, 
more details about that will be um, shared in due course. But yeah, welcome to the show, Ned. Yeah, great to have Ned's on board. Um, yeah, really exciting. Obviously, Ned's and Labrokes are both owned by Antane, so it's a little just a little bit of a hot skip and you know jump to the next to the next one. Uh, you know, we're not jumping around to each bookie who's you know up and no who's up in the dollars. That's not how it works. No. Hey, hey, there is some money involved. Hey, no. gotta be transparent with your drifters. <laughs> hey, there is money involved. Okay, we are sponsored. We're gonna be transparent, but we do have some exciting stuff that's coming up, uh, kicking off, you know, in probably the, the when middle. The whip, when the whips are cracking. Yeah, when the whips are cracking, that's when we do our best work, right? Yeah. Um, so that's going to be very exciting stuff. Um, yeah, super stoked with uh, the partnership. <laughs> this dickhead um, had a bunch of <laughs> merch. <laughs> merch that we were going to have for the podcast, um, but like the dickhead I am, um, left it at work and, and is, is currently not here with us. Oh, mate, it happens. Other other stuff that's happened, update the logo that's right behind you. Yeah, and got heaps of um, positive feedback on mm. the logo. Um, I think it looks great. Yeah. Um, tell you us know. what you think, Drifters, if you're on socials. Yeah, I would have thought you'd, there'd be no negative feedback at all, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, if there is, please uh, find another show. Um, Show gone. Uh, but, mate, there has been a bit happening in the horse racing landscape. Mm. Now, I had I had a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. Before we get into big PVL just slamming his piece on the table this week. He's got his junk out. It's big. It's hairy. Yeah. It's vascular. Yeah. And just basically said to Racing Victoria, what are your thoughts on this package? <laughs> And Racing Victoria's looks at it and gone, well, I've got appendix, so I can't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Big PVL. Oh, mate, big PVL. He's he's just just whipping it out. He doesn't care anymore. All right. You know what? Let's not bury the lead here. Uh, (laughs) All right. So PVL has announced with Racing New South Wales this week uh, a few different things, but the main things are the big dance which is a new featured $2 million race over a mile that's to be conducted at Royal Ramwick on Melbourne Cup Day. Mm-hmm. So it's eligible for – I actually don't mind this concept. It's great actually, concept. This one's great because it, it actually um, gets more of those country trainers involved. Mm-hmm. Now, so uh, horses are only eligible if they actually – uh, have been contesting in or have won one of the New South Wales Country Cups yep. throughout the year. So a, an aside to this, Chris Waller came out before this statement. Now, I'm assuming he actually heard what was happening, surely, um, that he actually doesn't take his horses to basically country tracks because he believes that to grow the game, you want the country trainers to do their best work in the country because they don't have the resources of, say, a Chris Waller. Mm. So, you know, that's great. Admirable thing to say, yeah. It is. And it's, you know, uh, a rising tide uh, lifts lifts many votes. Lifts all ships. Horses. (laughs) Yep. So, you know, great intentions by Chris, but this could completely flip that on its head here because you could have owners going like, hey, mate, win this country cup. And we could win two milli at the end of the year. 
Yeah. I I yeah, that's a that's a fair point actually. But on the flip side as well, you've also got um potentially better quality of horses mm. going to these country meets and you would think as a result getting more of the, the punters um out in the bush to, to go to the track and check out these better quality horses. That's exactly right. Mm. Uh so yeah. It'll be really interesting to see how it plays out, but I don't mind the concept. I think it's country tra- uh, country trainers, they need to be supported as well. Then Now, the other one, the Five Diamonds. Both of the names could have used a bit more, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I don't mind it. The Five Diamonds has sort of taken a bit of a stab at the Blue Diamond. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, play on. But, yeah, $2 million race over 1,800 metres for five-year-old horses only to be conducted at Rose Hill uh, on the 5th of November, which will be McKinnon's Stakes Day. A week after Derby Day. Yes. So, basically, what this will do, it will basically shrink the field of the McKinnon, which is Arky one, against, like, Superstorm and Cascadian and others. And uh, it'll also take away from the Cantala as well. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Um, so maybe some horses that are, you know, the mile is a bit short for them or, or is cherry ripe, but they can stretch out to that 2,000 metres, are going to be looking at this race and saying, mm, do we want to go to the Cantala or mm. do we want to go to the Empire Rose or do we want to just target a mile race a, a week or two beforehand and, you know, go for this instead? Um yeah, bold moves by PVL, but as we've said just before, he's got a bold package. He does. And he puts it out there and see what happens. Yeah. Um, How do you like the look of this? Yeah. Thoughts on this one? Yeah. What's your rebuttal? Yeah. I have rugby league to take care of, so make it quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got, got bigger fish to fry. Uh, yeah, look, I think you'll, you'll probably see some horses on the quick backup from the Cantala or the maybe even the Empire Rose um, yep. into this race. Am I a fan of it? I'm not not a fan. I mm. think the more money spent in racing, the better. Yeah, that's true. Humble. That's true. I just think – I don't mind the first one. The second one, the Diamonds, I just think it's going to be Bondi-esque, the Bondi stakes. It's and like, the Bondi's in the scrap heap already. It is. It's just like I just, I just don't understand it because the Cantal is a brilliant race. I get why he's doing it because he wants all the New South Wales horses to stay in New South Wales. Mm. But, um, like, from the Cantala going into the McKinnon the next week, there was Colette, or even just from Derby Day, there was Colette who won the Empire Rose. You had Cascadian, mm-hmm. Superstorm. Mm-hmm. They were basically the top four or five. Mm-hmm. Zaki would have ran, if he could have, in the Cox Plate earlier. So yeah, they would have won that. They're probably going to try and take away from the Cox Plate even. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's interesting yeah. stuff. It is. Oh, if you look at the Golden Eagle and you sort of look at that field that ran um, last year with I'm Thunstruck winning, there's some really, really good horses in that field. Yeah. And you sort of look at that and you think, all the horses in that field, would they have run in a Cantala? Would they have run in, a, you know, an Empire Rose? Would they have maybe a Cox play? I don't know. So, yeah, there is a bit of toing and froing. I think the more money spent in the game, the better, but it is contentious. It is. Look, I had a second point, but it's not that interesting. So let's get into our recap of our last ever – we're going to give a nod to 
lab brokes. They've been, they were so kind to us. Oh, very kind. And, you know, we're dating their sister now, but that's all right. <laughs> um, but our last article with lab brokes was a, basically our autumn headlines. So we just wanted to see how accurate we were. Um, I've actually got them all jotted down here. Oh, do you? So first one was one of mine and uh, it's already really wrong. So Western Empire um, wins, I think it was the second, I didn't have the actual article uh, headline here. but So Western Empire stamps Peter's dominance in All-Star Mile. It was hard to miss Western Empire's dominant win in the railway stakes last week. So uh, he's injured. So, yeah, he's out of the autumn, so he can't do that. Yeah. It's going to make it very difficult. So that's a big cross. Big cross. Um, I can't remember if this one's yours or mine. I think it's um, yours. But Waller wins seventh Doncaster with Superstar Philly talking about Espiona. Yes. Now, that's looking pretty damn good at this stage. That's She's $9 equal favourite with Animo. The Mo. We love the Mo. Um, Espiona. Returning to the track this weekend. She could be anything. She could be. She Mi- could be. Mini Winks, they're calling her. That's what they're calling her. Well, we'll wait and see. I'm a fan, obviously. <laughs> but we'll wait and see. Uh, 25 year first in Queen Elizabeth uh, with the three year old Profondo winning. Now, I had a bit of looking around. It looks, it's looking severely unlikely that mm. he's heading there. He'll have like, I think he'll start in either the, uh, I think he'll start in the Randwick Guineas and then go into the Rose Hill Guineas. Now, the uh, Queen Elizabeth is two weeks after the Rose Hill, I think. So there could be a potential, but he's only had, what, three starts. What about Mo? Is he that good? I don't know. Oh, yes, he's that good. I don't know. I think he's unbelievably good. So for the three-year-olds, right? Is Espiona a three-year-old? Mm-hmm. Long term. Who's the who's going to be the better horse? Well, it's hard to say because they've I'll got be, the nuts. I'll be too busy in the bloody farm just banging. <laughs> so <laughs> long right. term, who's the better horse? Well, it depends on what you really okay. want for the horse at the end of the day. <laughs> who's going to have the better three-year-old season then? So you have Home Affairs who's going to be sprinting. Now, mm-hmm. apples to oranges, but this is the game we play. It is. Espiona. Could be anything. Animo, who oh. he would he would look like a bus first up. He was fat, mm. and he ran third behind Overpass, which was, you know, his form was okay. Massive track bias. Twelve hundred meters is in his go. I thought that was everything he needed to, to be yeah. honest. But you know, I'm one eyed for Mo. I love Mo. And then the other one, obviously Profondo. Yeah, who's going to have the better three year old season? Hard to say right now, obviously, because they're going to be going into different races. Obviously, Espiona is going to be looking at the Phillies races and being like, all of them for me. Um, <laughs> you know, will Animo be in the Doncaster? Will he be in the Queen Elizabeth? I'm not sure. Will Profondo? It's hard to say. I think, as it stands right now, I think Mo's the best horse, but Espiona could very well be the best mm-hmm. horse in Australia in 12 months' time. The way they're talking about it, there's some quiet confidence out of the Waller camp. Chris Waller wouldn't be talking about a horse like that unless he was like, no, this is a pretty good horse. Every every single jockey who's done track work, trials on her, it's just like, no, this is a, this is a good horse. Mm. I think Profondo could be anything. Exciting stuff. 
home affairs I love as well. So yeah, is that is that even an answer, or is that just me saying I'm a big fan of all four? Well, they're talking home affairs going to Ascot. Yeah. Um, well, J Max on him uh, this weekend, as opposed to um, him being on Nature Strip. I think that might be Coolmore talking. Yes, but also Ryan Moore is the Coolmore jockey over in the UK. So it's like if he does ride over there, then they're going to have to take Jamie Carr, but also go like um, J Mac could be there just watching in his top hat and tails. Yeah, geez, that'd be a bit of a waste with one of the best jockeys in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so what what have we got next? Uh, I think the Patrick ha- demolition yeah. in the TJ. I reckon that's odds on. Yeah, I reckon that's likely. Mm. NS back I know to back the, to back. The way they're talking about home affairs, he could knock him off, but he has to make up what four lengths. Oh yeah, he's he's got to improve sharply. Yeah. Nature strips the highest rated sprinter in the world. It's pretty decent. Yeah, I think he'd be favourite for that race, <laughs> <laughs> mate. My bold predictions for the autumn. <laughs> anyway. And then the last one was it was only a matter of time for Chris Waller. He wins his first golden slipper. Look. Early days, it's not looking that likely. No. I think, yeah, obviously after this weekend, the two-year-old picture will become much clearer, but it's looking unlikely. It is looking unlikely. Um, yeah, look, speaking of Chris Waller um, and two-year-olds, bought some cracking ones at the Magic Millions mm-hmm. um, just recently. And, um, yeah, just quickly was at the Magic Millions uh, thanks to um, Craig Sneesby and was sitting with um, Queensland Racing there and and actually met Chris Waller. So that was awesome. Thanks for the experience. And also met Guy Mulcaster who, uh, for the uninitiated, actually is the bloodstock agent responsible for buying winks. Um, Guy. Yeah, Guy. What a guy. Um, And it was really interesting talking to them about two-year-olds and three-year-olds had a brief chat about, oh, Chris, I've noticed that, you know, dominate the three-year-old game. Uh, Two-year-olds seem to sort of mature a bit later. And he said, yeah, that's because we just take it easy on the two-year-olds. So there you go. Um, Take it easy, big fella. Just take it easy. So shout out to Chris and Guy, two personal friends of mine now. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely. Um, You know what? Should we get stuck into the first group one of the autumn? Yeah, let's do it, mate. The Neds CF4. Yeah, the Neds, the Neds CF4. Thanks to Neds um, for sponsoring this race, sponsoring this podcast. Um, look, I the title of this episode is going to be: Is this the best CF4 since Black Caviar won it? Mate, it's a it's a great race. It's a great addition because usually you have stayers mm. resuming here. Don't have that here. You have a couple, maybe one or two, but, you know, this is a cracking addition. You've got genuine middle-distance horses here. You have some horses that are as fat as a bus as well. Yeah. I'm thunderstruck, for instance. I'm thunderstruck. Jeez, if he got s- struck by a bolt of lightning right now, I don't think he'd move. He's that fat. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> the, the lightning bolt would just rebound off and he'd be fine, ready to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, which one was it? Was it Mick Price or... Uh, yeah, I think it was Mick Price. Yeah, who came came out this week and said, yeah, look, I'm thunderstruck. We gave him some time in the pack. He's, oh, look, he, he's pretty good, but I don't know if he'll be fully wound up for this. He's got bigger fish to fry, which he does. I'm thunderstruck. Um, what were your thoughts on him slash this race? Look, um, not too much speed in the race. I think, Negative. Yeah, I think Peter Moody's lightsaber will go forward. 
Um, and he's had a lot of success in this race. I think he's won it five times. Black Caviar helps, but he's won – I think she only won it once. She only ran 1,400 metres once and it was an absolute demolition job. Yeah. B- bit of the Winx effect, you know, but mm. she would have beaten anyone. Um, so, you know, but the three-year-olds this type of year, this time of year, they don't really get – the relief at wait for age as they usually would early, um, as in the spring. So, and to be honest, lightsabers burnt me before. So he has, Oh, look, I watched his last race. Um, so he'll be fitter for that. Um, he didn't lead last race. So it was a bit more early pace. Um, that was when Marabi came out and just <sighs> put him to the sword. Yep. Uh, so look, I think he'll be fit. I think he'll get an easy lead. I think they'll run over the top of him late. Yeah. And um, speaking of Marabi, out of the Australia Stakes, who um, Streets of Avalon won that last year, yep, and then subsequently won this race. Um, Cinewon comes out of that race. Look, so I've heard the Freedmans talk about this horse. This is his grand final. Yeah, this is his grand final. Unbelievable! Not many would have that. Like I was like, oh, maybe Behemoth. But no, his his grand final again is the All Star Mile. So Behemoth has the has the tip top form here. Track trip. He's got the if you didn't know anything about horse racing and someone gave you the basics and you're reading the form, you look at Behemoth and you're like, this guy for me. He's five dollars fifty. Yeah. Oh, we'll take that that one, please. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, can totally and you know, he did get rolled by Camel uh, Passer, but Camel Passer's a he's a decent horse. He's an on, honest horse. Group two winner down the straight. Loves it straight. Loves it. Eats it up. Yeah, for breakfast. You know, lunch. He's getting more dinner. consistent as he gets older. And Behemoth can put in a poor run, but he was he was basically doing it hard against the breeze, three wide, no cover. Um, and His last six hundred was good, and he finished off quite well. He just got a little bit tired. Barry Nine is a little bit sticky, um, but he. You know, Jamie's in the saddle. No I Jamie, speed. I think Jamie will take him forward. I think I think he'll sit second pair back. Yeah, I reckon he'll sit outside the lead. Yeah, um, be right in there. He'll probably. I'm not tipping him on top, which I think silly, but um, he'll probably win. Yeah, it's funny. I was um I was talking to a mate of ours this week about this race, and um, and sort of said I think I'm I'm leaning towards Behemoth. Because the way the, the way the tracks um, not the way the track the way the race is sort of playing out in my mind is lightsaber goes forward Tafane and Behemoth sort of follow on in and it's got you've got Tafane maybe on the rails and you've got Behemoth um, right next to her which is in my humble the perfect place to be mm. and then I heard Friedman's talk about Sinawan and I I rewatched that race with Marabi because I only had eyes for her in that race and I rewatched Sinawan in that I rewatched his win um, in the Kevin Heffernan Stakes uh, which was the back end of November last year and he was awesome in that and he's running pretty slick times he's got form around um, a horse by the name of State of Rest who just came out here and won a Cox Plate these European horses come here time and time again pull their pants down a little bit. Um, I think he's drawn perfectly. He might sit just behind Behemoth and Tafani. Yeah, yeah he's he's my on top. He's in a one. Yeah, and I think there is a little bit of a a nod there from Craig Williams taking the ride too. Yeah, um, thinking long term with this horse. Uh, he's three from four, second up 
absolutely fly second up. I think he's he's the logical bet in the race. I think the bookies have found him. He's four bucks with Neds at the moment. So that's, yeah, I think he's spot on. Um, do have Behemoth in for second. Mm-hmm. And then I think they're the clear two for mine. Like, I think it drops right off. I'm Thunderstruck's going to be aimed for bigger things here. Cascadian doesn't go yard. He needs a big track. Needs a huge track. Huge. Uh, Wild Planet is just going. Secret Blaze needs further. Probably Tefane the best, but her first up profile is probably not the best, but she is doing it in sprints. This is probably just, you know, starting that that middle distance. So probably leaning towards Tefane into third. Yeah. I I think Behemoth is, um, you know, a real chance. You know, the market sort of says that. If you look at his performance in the Sir Rupert Clark Stakes, yes, he ran sixth, but the five horses ahead of him were all on that lightweight. So um, he, he weights flip. He's carrying 59. Uh, the horse that ran third in that race, the Rupert Clark, I'm Thunderstruck, was carrying 52 that day. Sierra Sue uh, was carrying 52. She's got um, 57 here. So he's really well-weighted, Behemoth. I wouldn't be surprised. But, yeah, I'm going to go Cinewan, Behemoth, and I think I'm Thunderstruck's just a really good horse and he'll come home like a freight yeah. train. Oh, he's um, he's in me good books. Oh yeah, he's got no issues. Won me the won me the eagle. All good, no issues. All right. <laughs> now it'd be remiss of us if we didn't get the drifter of the week on. Now we did. Oof, that's loud. <laughs> Gentlemen, <laughs> Pikey, how you going? <laughs> Good, J-Mac. How are we? Yeah, good, mate. Will Marshall, uh, one of the great, um, you know, organic uh, Instagram managers of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Not sorry about that, mate. A few negative growths at the moment. <laughs> no, it's all about ROAS, bro. Um, how's, I, you know, mate, thanks for joining the podcast. Um, mate, how are things? How are you going? Solid, mate. I think you gave me a... Rough dated tip, but um, <laughs> I think I found a few winners potentially. I was even considering going over to South Africa and having a crack at Val, but um, <laughs> I avoided it, mate. Don't do that. But before we get into your tips, mate, uh, I just wanted to give the drifters out there a bit of a bit of a taste of what this man uh, is all about. So, Will and I work together, um, and whenever I come in, uh, say on a Monday morning, I just Walk past Will's desk. I'm like, "Hey, bro, how was your weekend?" He's like, "Did me ass." <laughs> <laughs> or I was waiting for this. Or I had to fill up. Had to fill yeah, up. Had to fill up or did me ass. Nothing in between. <laughs> None of the. Oh yeah, you know about even. No, nah, mate, you're in one camp or the other, which I love to hear. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully, I'm hot this week, eh? Yeah. Well, rumor has it, mate. Uh, a few of your mates, um, they had an absolute fill up throughout the spring, but. They actually didn't do the form. They just went for the Waller J Mac combination. Yeah, I fucking hate that combo. Shit. <laughs> like, well, like you read the form and you're like, okay, this horse would obviously win, and then you just see some random J Mac Waller horse that I mean, it, it would have okay form, but it just grow wings. Yeah, I know. It's um, mate, they're both they're both superstars. So yeah, the J Mac and Waller effect, but mate. Talk us through the CF4. How did you see this race? It's um a few resuming here, a few second up, but um you were talking to me during the week and you you do like the big boy. Yeah, I'm thinking Behemoth. 
I just think it's, you know, experience at the level and I like that it's had that first up run. Um, I think it ticks those boxes compared to other some of the other ones like Cascadian, who's obviously has some really good class, but first up and I don't think it will get the pace. Then on top of that, like versing some up and comers like Arm Thunderstruck and Cinewine, I think it's just sort of that nice in betweener. Yeah, no, you, I think you've nailed it. Uh, we haven't gone for it. Uh, we've got it as our second pick. We've both gone for Cinewan, but I think you might get the Chockeys there. Um, mate, what about the rest of the day? Have you got a bet for us across the program? Look, uh, I'm thinking Coast Watch, Race 2, Corfield. Um, now, I do like the Waller effect, but I'm not sure about Craig Millions at the moment. Um <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of him, but let's just hope Waller can sort of make him good uh, on the day. If we like look at his form back, like when he was a two-year-old, it was it was second up over 1300. It was like 0.1 to Tiger of Malay, and then I reckon the key one was where he uh, like third up is like 1.7 to in the Congo, and it beat home a Torius, who's I think a favourite in race eight or seven or something at Caulfield on the day. Yeah, which is probably a much stronger race. So I think. Um, yeah, might get over the top of them late. Um, probably the main concern would be the fitness, but it's had two trials. Um, so, yeah, I think it just has the class over the top of them. Yeah, he should. He usually does all the hard work out in front too. So, Craig on a leader, he can do them to perfection sometimes. So, I think you've got a good one there. Listen here, Drifters, chuck in pre to turn in for a Quinella there. Uh, at 26 bucks, I think you could do worse. <laughs> Um, Bit of a Macca Jones ruppy. Mate, Macca why, Jones. Oh. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Who's he? Oh, mate, Yonkers is in this in this program. Don't you worry about that. I was actually tempted to whack it in there. But yeah, I avoided it. Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, mate, that's about it, really. Did you have anything else that you wanted to touch on, bring up? Nah, mate. It's just an honour to be on the best racing podcast there is. Oh, we're going <laughs> oh, to cut that up. Yeah, sheesh. <laughs> How much? How much is uh, Hutch, how much is Hutch paying you tomorrow at work, mate? Mate, it's just for the row out. You whack it in ads on Facebook, and you, you fellas will blow up. <laughs> yeah, it's all about that row ass, bro. Um, all right, awesome. Thanks for that, mate. I'll uh, I'll definitely buy you a coffee or something. Appreciate it, brother. All Thanks, right. boys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Thanks mate. mate. Catch ya. See you tomorrow. See ya. Bye. Wait, you're telling me. We have full-time jobs. This isn't a side hustle for us. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? The drifters, their minds have been completely blown. Blown. Um, Look, Thanks, now, Will. That was, yeah, good shout. Mate, he's a good man. And, um, yeah, all I have to do is walk past him, give him a look. He's like, dimmy us. We want honest punters. Yeah. People at work ask me, yeah. how was your weekend? I'll be like, yeah, I picked the card. <laughs> and for some reason they believe me. Um. <sighs> Now this is going to stretch your memory, but who was the um, who was the lightly weighted um, European in the Melbourne Cup last year? All right, whoever it was, <laughs> well, I don't know. So it was basically like you know the cross counter or the you know mm. <clears throat> the thing that I usually like backing, yeah, like the you, Tiger Moth type. Yeah, I, I I spoke about it. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's let's call it Tiger Moth. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, for last year's Melbourne Cup, very elegant one, but I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. He just he messages me. He goes like, "Tiger moth, tell no one." <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
how'd that go for you, bruh? Uh, but it gave me it gave me a horse? chuckle. I can't remember. That's anyway, really frustrating. Yeah, that's all right. Um, look, there is pl- plenty of other racing going on. Is, there's only one Group One, but sheesh, what a weekend of racing! It is fantastic. So let's get stuck in here. We'll spend about five ten minutes just having a look at these at the races on the undercard in both Melbourne and in Sydney. Uh, might give our tip here and there, but you know, just our general thoughts. Let's start with the Colts and Geldings prelude. Look, sorry, where are we? We're in Caulfield. Oh, of course. Race three, Colts and Geldings prelude. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. You have. I'm with you. No, thanks, mate. <laughs> uh, you have Count the Headlights as favourite. Kieran Maher, Dave Eustace. Jack, we not sorry. Is the favourite. Oh. Jack and O, yes. Um, was it Jack and O? Is that how they pronounce it? I believe so. There you go. Yeah, I missed that one. I don't think it'll win. I'm a, I'm a fan of the Freedmans again here with uh, Dormier. I think it was absolutely brilliant, the f- its first ever run. Uh, beat Rampant Lion, who's bun down the straight, I believe. Um, yeah. They say this thing's quite good. Mark Zara in the saddle. They've basically won this weekend previously with Liar a couple of years ago. Whenever they have the Godolphin horses, they usually run pretty well. So yeah, no, look, I'm I've, I've, I'm not diving into this rate race. I've I've heard really good things about Jack. You know, um, it's time and it's uh, first win. Apparently, wasn't super, but heard good things. If I was going to spec on something at odds, I'd go River Ribble here. Mm. Um, hit the front in its debut race and had no clue what it was doing, so it just sort of faded. But I think it'll. Like all two-year-olds, take a lot of improvement out of that. Um, you know, the Freedmans again, Craig Williams on board, terrible silks. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of those silks, did you see the grey horse against Zaki? Yeah, sweaty. Yeah. Um, oh, what's it called? That's really that's really annoying me now. Yeah. Law of Indices. Yeah, was it? Yeah. I don't grey think. Horse. No, I don't think it was that that one. The Law of Indices. No, I don't think so. Um, it was. Oh, that's really annoying me now. Oh, please. It was on Annabelle's. Gold, no, it wasn't Gold Trip. It was on Annabelle's um, yeah, it was. Instagram. Uh, <laughs> look, this is really, really good stuff. This is riveting podcast stuff. Um, you know, we're, we're fully prepared every week. We spend hours and hours, you know, making sure that you guys, the drifters, are hearing information that's current. Up to date. Top ranked. Top ranked. Law of Indices are other one. Yeah. I think Law of Indi- could it could be resuming. Anyway, let's get back <laughs> on topic here. That was terrible. So the Phillies in the, the pre Phillies, yes. Um, how'd you see this one? I really like Miss Rosiano. I yeah. can't believe she's four dollars thirty. Mm. Um Yeah, I, I I genuinely can't believe that. Four dollars twenty, sorry, with Neds. Yeah, she she led last start all the way, kicked, found a gear. Pressure was on, kept going. I think the same will happen here out of Barrier 6. I really like her. Yeah. Well, Chuck Revolutionary Miss into your Quinella there. Yep. For uh, Triple Crown, Queen of the Ball, um, gave him an absolute spanking in Sydney. And you know what? Sydney form usually holds up. So Sure does. You know, not thinking too much about it. Definitely a sit and watch for mine. Um, it's a mini like, remember the Golden Slipper when Kim Eiji won? There was like five good dolphin horses yeah. in there. There's four of them in here. Yeah, bizarre. Crazy. Um, so good luck to Terry Bailey because I think Matty Hill's over in uh, China. Anyway, uh, what about the Rubiton? Race seven at Caulfield. 
Yeah, look, I had a bit of a look at here. I think the Freedmans have basically looked at Artorius and just thought, you know what, the 1,400, 1,600 metres, mm, let's just make him a sprinter. Terrible habits at the gates, Mr. Artorius, the party bus. Always misbehaving, but I think he can win this. Yeah? Yeah, I think he can. His last win was in the Blue Diamond. He didn't win last prep, no. No, so that's interesting. Uh, I didn't mind Maliva. I think this horse has some decent upside, uh, has performed against like the older horses as well and gets a bit of weight relief. It's quite well in at the weights where Artorius is actually second in pegging here. So, uh, yeah, I think Believer can find the front and just kick home at its pet dif- best pet distance. Yep. Um, let's head to Sydney, I reckon. Let's do it. Southern Cross Stakes, race five, uh, race six, you have Lost and Running, Law of Indices, Declan. <laughs> Shit. Uh, amongst others, King of Sparta, Sparta and Quantico. Who'd you like it? Big raps on this Quantico thing out there in the market. Um, oh, but I, I, know, I know he's lugging 61 kegs. It's only over 1,200 metres, Lost and Running. Sheesh, fourth in the Everest. We've seen horses come out of that and just blitz. Everything left, right, and center. Look, his prep started off pretty basic, lost and running, but mm. he wasn't lost by the end of it. He was found, he was and running. he was running fast. <laughs> Five bucks. I'm going to find out at that price. I'll tell you yeah. that much for free. Yeah. Look, Bjorn's done this time and time again. When uh, he gets a horse in form, it just jumps to the front and wins. <laughs> Bjorn. Bjorn is just he, – he kicks him home, and he, he – he celebrates like he's a like he's got a million dollars on it, which very well could do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, overpasses in some decent form. He, yeah, he could run well. Yeah. Why not? Um. And you're still getting a price around the seven dollars. So, all right, here we go. The light fingers. Sheesh. Race seven. Espiona wins this. Espiona wins this. Um. Look, if I'm going to spec on something at odds, there's two horses that have burnt me plenty of times before. Four moves ahead, and oh, Zuzarella's only burnt me once. Like, let's be fair. Like, I like her. They could run really good races, um, but if Espiona is what we think she is, she brains them. Yeah, Jamea back to her own sex as well. Um, she's a very good horse, Jamea, but she's uh, a good horse. She's not. Her racing pattern is terrible. It um, is terrible. Um, look, this is a great Phillies race. You've got Hinged, you've got Star Tantes, you've got Fangirl, who could be really good yeah. over the sort of. Oaks distance, I'm thinking. Um, Robbie Heathcote came out about Star Tentes and said, "Don't know why she's that price. She should be. She should be a way bigger price." Love the honesty. Watch her come out and win. Um, yeah, look, really looking forward to watching this race. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, you have the Apollo Stakes race eight. So Australia's darling returns very elegant over the 1400 meters. So only you know 1800 meters drop in distance, but. This is a bit of a tough one. Mate, this is a great race. How many group one has we got here? Uh, group one winners. Yeah, one, two. Holding, Cascadian. Uh, no, I think it over hasn't won a group one, I yes. don't think. Uh, oh, yeah, he has. Yeah. That's right. So, think it over, Colding, Cascadian, uh, maybe Maximal overseas. No. Colette. VE's won 10. Colette. Ice Bath has. Hungry Heart. You know, gone close. Hungry Heart's won. Jewish. Crikey. About eight. Stack race. Um, oh, VE's a champion mare and she could win this because she's a champion mare and that's what champions do. Um, one, though. She wouldn't mind 
Yeah, Barry One sucks for her. She wouldn't mind a little bit of stick in the ground, though, you know? Yeah. Hooves going into the ground, enjoying it. Who's the better wet tracker, VE or Colette? Oh, much of a muchness for mine. Mm. Much of a muchness. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see you think it overwin this. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Maximal could win this. I, I think he could be a genuine Group 1 horse, Maximal. There is a bit of rain scheduled in Sydney, so I'm hoping it's around a soft seven because uh, I want some cut in the ground because I want Colette to win. You know, 650 with Ned's at the moment. Uh, she's proven first up prior. Um, I think she won this race last year. Um, Timmy Clark in the saddle, she doesn't have a a loyal jockey. Nah. Ish. They hand her around. Let's rattle through her. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Colette. Yeah. And she, you know, how much has she won? 6.9 million. Mate, look at some of the prize money here. 4.2, think it over. 6.4, yeah. Colding. 3.6, Cascadian. Um, VE's 14.3, which is unbelievable. 6.9, lol. Colette. 3.7 for Ice Bath. That's not bad for a horse that's only won four times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Golden Eagle would do that. Yeah. Um, the um, the invitation and the Golden Eagle running yeah. second there, and then first in the invitation. Not Bl- bad, bloody hell. Um, so yeah, I think I'm keen on Colette here. Um, obviously, VE's in and around the money, and you know, think it over. He's one of the best placed horses of all time in the spring. Mm. Screw the group ones. No, I'm just gonna win some money. Take the cash, please. Yeah, thank you. 4.2 milli. Thanks for coming. Um, but yeah. Now, best bets of the weekend, where did you land? Um, actually, none of the races that we've spoken about. I like Yee Yee in race five, uh, Ramwick. Um, was on at last start, ran second, but it was a peach of a ride from J-Mac. Uh, where Riri falls, ran over the top of it late, uh, which is in this race again. Um, but I think Yee Yee had a little bit of second up syndrome. Will be better for the run. Two dollars fifty with Ned's. Um, look, I could say Espion, or I could say Probabil, I could say all these horses. Um, but two dollars fifty, I think, whilst it's not heaps of value, it's a bit more. Yeah, nah, love your work. Uh, so race five, number two, Yee Yee. Mm-hmm. Probabil is my best. Uh, race nine, number one at Caulfield. She won this last year. She's just better than this mob. Um, God, yeah. What about other? Horses on the program. Did you have any other bets? Yeah, I'll, I'll do like um, Miss Rosiano in the Phillies prelude in the Blue Diamond for $4.20. Um, so Caulfield race four, number one. I think she'll lead and I think she'll kick all the way, uh, Miss Rosiano. Um, yeah, really like really like her. Going to bet on her this weekend. Yeah. Oh, I'm venturing to the Carline Cup. I'm not going Spanish mission. I, yeah, can't really understand the price there. Apparently he's flying, but... I don't think he's won a race. Oh, he's won a 2,000, but he's a genuine two-miler, that that big boy. You know what? I'm doing it. I'm doing Yonkers. Why not? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got absolutely elite form going this way of going. He does, yeah. You know, loves the track, loves the, loves the distance. He does. He does. Why not? He has a, some solid first-up form, trialing well, which means nothing. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think he stinks of an upset. Ollie in the saddle, why not? Yeah, fair enough. Um, look, if I was going to bet on Ruffy, it'd be that River Ribble thing, which is in the Colson Geldings prelude, um, yeah. the Blue Diamond prelude in Caulfield Race 3. It's uh, it's number eight. So there's a few little little stabs at things for you guys. Little specs. You know, see what happens. 
Lovely. I guess you could call that the juicy steak segment now. We've yeah. changed it a bit, but yeah. You know, we're not giving out a roughy in each way or, you know, just because but, to be frank, we weren't profitable. Yeah, we weren't <laughs> profitable. It was embarrassing. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do is just give you a few horses that we're going to punt on this weekend. If you want to follow us in, make sure you do it responsibly. Yes, absolutely. Um, I believe that's all we had. Yep. Um, it's going to be a big season, mate. Um, welcome back. Yes. Uh, Thank thanks you. to Neds. Thanks to the Drifters. Um, yeah. Yeah. Be big. Tell a mate uh, if, you know, they have ventured into the great world of horse racing. Let them know that, you know, we are around. We're happy to have them. We welcome all types. Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, thanks, bro. Pleasure as always. Yeah, mate. I'll make sure the Neds stops here next week. Eh? <laughs> thanks, mate. <laughs> all right. Cheers. Hooroo.